0: kid, Ryan Caddis gave Taekwondo the heave-ho to play football instead. After a successful career in the amateurs and juniors, and a spell in the seniors, he and Andy Bell landed their first jobs as co-bosses of Craig Mark Burntonians last year. Early on, Ryan had to buy himself as a player, but it's been a debut season in the dugout to remember for the long-time pals, as the mark have made their mark in Conference A in the west of Scotland league. We hear how they've become obsessed with turning around the fortunes of an East Ayrshire club whose ground was built by miners on their way to a shift down the pit. There's the FIFA red tape they faced when Ryan tried to get his former Celtic playing brother Paul again and there's the reason why Ryan's three-year-old son went viral earlier this season. It was a weekend to remember for Thornywood last week too. Their manager Jamie Nesbitt also joins us and tells us why today's players just don't celebrate like they used to. There's all that and Mark Mackay's Best of the West. As we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, no game for you on the weekend, Paul. Coleraine uh, Rover's season's obviously finished. So the big question, I suppose, is: Were you at the shops with uh, with Mrs. Davis on Saturday afternoon, or were you able to get out to a match?
1: No, I certainly was not at the shops. <laughs> uh, I was at Fourth Wanderers versus uh, Kirk. Uh, end the season game, I suppose. Uh, quite enjoyed it. Seen some quite a few managers up there. And, yeah, it's just one of those games that, that I think the referee kind of spoiled it in the first half, blowing for every instance the game was stopped. And then there was an incident, I think, in the second half, he sent a player off. Wasn't, wasn't that, that great. Uh, always good to go out and watch a game. Always good to go and watch players. But the excitement, the excitement uh, was obviously uh, with friend of the show, Adam Hope, in uh, Drumchapel. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know Gareth but uh, drum, you, you know the league situation Drumchapel was sitting at the top of one point I think there were five goals behind in goal difference Peters Hill two games to play Wisher play Peters Hill go 1-0 up Drumchapel won 6-0 90th minute in the, in the Peters Hill game Peters Hill get awarded a the penalty. They miss a penalty. And then in the 95th minute, they score. So, where does it leave it now? It leaves it with Peters Hill now need to win this Saturday by two clear goals for Glasgow-Perthshire to take the, to take the title. Honestly, and I was thinking about this. And as much as I, you know, always going about the West of Scotland League, I love it. I think the product's fantastic. Six quid, five, six quid to get in and watch that. Do you know what I mean? Paying a row. and you could probably buy a beer there as well. Get a You're getting change out of a tenner. You're getting change out of a tenner. You've got a day out. Why would you not want to go and watch that on a Saturday? Absolutely superb.
0: I guess. I mean, the yeah. I mean, we're reaching the climax of the of the season now, and and everywhere you look, there's there's promotions. There's, there's teams missing out on promotions. There's, as you say, I mean, the the end, the end, the the, the climax to uh, Conference C that you're just talking about. There is going to be it's going to be on, on a knife edge up at the Peter's Hill Stadium on Saturday, isn't
1: it? It's going to be great, and we just need to look at Thornaby as well, who we've got Nassie on the show later on. Uh, two promotions. They've ultimately got two promotions from where they were. Uh, It's just just brilliant, it really is, it's exciting, it's absolutely exciting stuff, and the next couple of weeks have got to be thrilling. Obviously, Canvas Lang eh, winning Conference B, Eh, I I think, you know, obviously being involved in in Conference B for such a long time, you know, Gart Cairn pushing them, St Caddick's pushing them, probably those two teams being slightly disappointed, we'd like to have done a little bit better. But overall, I think it's been fantastic and it's a lot of football still to be played for in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, a lot of football to be played and a, and a lot of, uh, you know, some some teams, I mean, again, you mentioned Thornywood. They've got, you know, they've still got three games left to play, I think. So there's, there's teams playing catch up a little bit as well. The league's all balancing out. So it's, it's going to make uh, an interesting few weeks, of course, we'll... Uh, We'll catalogue it all here on on Down the Divisions. Uh, A quick word for our sponsors, Media Agency 44 Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers, and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal, and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com. And we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast, Player 2. Back to the show, and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.
2: I'm Adam Hopes, co-manager of Drumchapel United, and you're listening to Down the Divisions.
0: Craig Mark, Burntonian's management duo, Ryan Caddis and Andy Bell are with us this week. Thanks for being with us, boys. No bother. No bother at all. Before we chat some more, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL League One all the way down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Over to you this week, Paul. I'd be as well
1: just give you the answer straight away, would I? Every week I really give you an easy one. Uh, so they were founded in 1873. Their nickname is the Tin Pale. They have won the Scottish Junior Cup on three occasions and they play in the East End of Glasgow. Very simple.
0: Any idea, Ryan? <laughs> I've not got a clue yeah, uh, Andy's-, Andy's
1: I can see him there his mind's going there I can see him he's
0: got it <laughs> he's shaking his head nah. shaking his head no <laughs> we'll find out the answer at the end of the
1: show Hi, it's Murdo McKinnon Port manager here and you're listening to Down the Divisions
0: Greg Mark Brentonian's management duo Ryan Caddis and Andy Bell are on the show this week well We had Johnston Borough manager Jamie McKim on last week talking about how close things are in Conference A. You're sitting sixth in that conference, a point in a position behind the borough with a game in hand, but you're also only two points off fourth-placed Maybowl who have played two more games than you. You've got three games left in total. I think you're away to Miorkirk this Saturday, and you've got a trip to Whitlas, Victoria, and to finish, it's a home clash with fourth. It looks like being some end to the season in that division right now. How, how are you how are you guys kind of set for that? Are you, are you kind of confident of. Uh, I mean, you, you can finish fourth if, if, if results go the right way, can't, can't you? Uh,
3: listen, me and Andy are the type of guys. We're confident going into any game. Uh, but we, we're, no, we're no silly at the same time. We know that it's going to be tough because our three games that we've we'll got left are tough games. And we know that Johnston Borough are going well, Ball are a good side as well. And. It what's in there who we need to play so we've got three games left it's in our hands we win the three games we're promoted so at the start of the season if you'd gave us that we'd have, we'd have probably bit the of hand off you
0: for that to be fair Was it a, I mean, was it a blow losing to Arthur Lee? I mean they've been having some season anyway so do you kind of uh, do you do you write, write that off a little bit because of, of just how well they've been playing?
4: Like Ryan says, we, we went up there and we were confident we could win the game. But give credit where credit it's due, Athletes no lost a game in the league this year, so they're, they're clearly a very good side. So, and we did get up there was a bonus. Um, but unfortunately, with a few players missing, with a centre half playing centre uh, centre back, with a left back playing centre back, and to be fair, they they deserve to win the game. They were the better team in my opinion, probably Ryan would agree with that and listen, it is what it is, they're a very good side and uh, we just have to take it and move on, unfortunately
1: One of the things we always like to do for, for our listeners is uh, some people from maybe the East of Scotland who listen don't really know much about Mark. can you tell us where it is and where you're situated and how you guys found
3: yourself uh, in the management job there? Well, uh, it's in it's in here, it's like a village called Domellington, in here. Uh, where I ended up at Martin when, when the whole kind of COVID kick, thing kicked in. I was playing with Cummock at the time, and I went there alone, uh, because I was at the age that I, I had to keep playing. Uh, and as you'll see, even if you've ever watched any videos, if I, if I stopped playing, I, I tend to balloon, <laughs> which has happened. So I had to keep playing at that point. I went there. I went there on loan, and uh, it just kind of materialised for there. That the manager at the time, Noddy, he, he initially phoned me and asked me to get his as assistant manager at the end of the season. And I, I just thought to myself, if I'm going to do it, I would like to to go in as a manager. And uh, and it just it went for there. Dougie Boyle phoned me and offered me the job. There was no kind of interview. There was no. It was just they offered me the job off the back. And me being been there on loan i helped out a couple of things at training and stuff like that, and then I phoned Andy and asked if he was interested, and just kind of went for the other rest. Of this. Andy's, to be fair, Andy was a. Uh, Andy's got a kind of. What's it? You're a signaller, he's got an important job, and it, he's chef work and stuff like that. But I knew, I've known Andy for years, I knew when I phoned him, if he'd. Andy's a kind of. He's all in or he's nothing And I knew as soon as he says, I'll come down and. I knew, I knew at that point, that eh, he's going to come in because he doesn't go in and half hearted. If he's coming in, he's coming in all the way, and I've been really lucky to be fair that he, that he accepted it. And eh, I'm delighted to have Andy with me. We've also got Scott Gilmer, who's the goalie coach, and one of my mates, David Waters, who's come in and helped out as well. So, I've eh, what happened off where we are at just now? I
4: think I stopped playing about 27, so really early. Uh, and I'll be honest, with you, I, I never took much to do with football after that. Ryan phoned me and to be fair I've always had the opinion of I played junior but I, I always thought I could teach the game better I could play it if that makes sense I've always been into football I've always uh, been a student of the game and as, as soon as Ryan asked me if I wanted to present the coaching it was that was me I was back and I was back involved and I've just been I don't want to say obsessed with but the two days are very very similar in that sense we will just speak three and four times a day. Uh, we are, we're obsessed with it.
1: And in terms of, because you've obviously had quite a bit of success this year, in terms of recruitment, did you take a lot of guys that you played with over the over the last
3: few years? Well, Recruitment-wise, we kept a majority of the boys that were there. We've only brought in maybe four, I'm trying to think. We brought in Kieran McCrum, brought in we had a young boy in Lonefield for Comaner, a goalkeeper who went back uh, Kevin Adam uh, we've got two in Lonefield for Glen Afton just now Jordan Ryan and Scott Sherry but the 10 12 players that were already there we kept and I felt that there was good players there that we could that we could improve and I think we have I think we've done that but Tottenham's success there to be fair I've the a good season so far but it will not mean nothing unless we don't get into that top four. So, Unless that happens then now, at the start of the season, it might have been different, but asking is now, it would be very disappointing if we don't finish in that top four now, for me and Andy anyway, because, as he says, we're kind of obsessed with it. We've put so much into it now that we're nearly there. So hopefully we can. Hopefully we can get what we need at these last three games.
0: When when you took over after Graham Neal stood down, if I'd said to you then it would go the way it has over the, these last 12 months, would you have taken it? Are you are you, are you, are, you <laughs> are you further ahead than you thought you'd be at this stage, being uh, so well, soon in the job?
3: Well, when we and me and Andy both we both spoke about how we want to how we want to play to start with, uh, and it was literally you were breaking a mould. We went in there with a team that everybody's got their own style of play and. It, it was pretty much back to front. Uh, formations were changing, systems were changing, so we went in. We found that we found a system that suited the players. And uh, to be fair, Andy Andy's Andy's been brilliant. That tactically, he's he's, he's different class. Uh, and we found a system that suited the players. The players have enjoyed it, but it took time. With we, we literally we try we try and be a, a possession based team. We try and dominate the ball and and. I think the element of surprise at the start, we caught a lot of teams up with that, uh, but no, to, to start with, if you'd told me we'd be with we are now, then I would have, I would have took that, no problems, aye, because it was it was a total transition, Andy will tell you that himself. So.
0: Same for you, Andy.
4: Well, obviously when you get a new club, you need to assess the situation as you're in, you need to see what kind of players you go at, what kind of players do. And being honest, I, I like I say, I dropped out of the game nearly ten years ago due to work, um, and I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really pay much attention, so I didn't really know what kind of state Craig Mart were in. Because years ago, when I played Craig Mart, well, don't want to be disrespectful, but Craig Mart were the team that everybody knew when you played them, you were going to beat them. Um, but we went in there. And we were pleasantly surprised, I would say, Ryan. We went over the quality of player we had. Um, we found a system that suited us. We changed the system into our system, and a style, in terms of back-to-front to be more possession-based, like Ryan says. And then at first I thought, see if we stay in this division or stay in the League 2 or whatever it's going to be called next year, then we'd be delighted. After probably, what, three or four games, me and Ryan said to each other, do you know what, if we're in the top six in this league, we'll be very disappointed. And then the more the season progressed in that, and I think we won five, lost one, and drawn one and were first seven. And we're we're young, we're enthusiastic. And you start you do you start thinking, you know what, maybe we've got a wee chance. We keep going the way we're going here, we could maybe win this. And then you, you maybe see, listen, shorts and arthley, they're, they're a, a step above here. And then we're targeting all the sense top. And we've always moved been too far away. We've always been maybe fifth or sixth. But like we say, we've got games in hand, with one more game in hand, and we're going to top four. And that's that's our aim now.
0: I think uh I think when you took over as well, I, I saw one of you saying that you you wanted opponents to dread facing certainly come into play at your place. Um, you know, from, from the looks of the results you've had this season, you've you've managed to to achieve that? What was it?
3: As Andy touched on there, and it's it's not been disrespectful. It's 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 been honest, Craig Mark. It was it was literally when I played Everplay, play. It was literally done there. Get three points and let's get up the road because it, it's literally the, the drive doing everything about it. It's no it's no easy place to get the. So we, we did, that we wanted we have no got the luxury of teams with big budgets and stuff like that. And I I've, I've never won for talking about budgets because you could have a big budget and struggle as well, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, so we, we try and made it, make it as difficult as we can for teams to come down there. Uh, and we've done it in a, a way that, where, it's like, oh, we dominate the ball, and, no, like, you get in there in the pitch is a bog, and we're going to make, or we try and play, we try and play the right way, and we try and dominate the ball, and, and now I think, well, hopefully, hopefully, if we get into the top four, not so much mean and Andy, we, it, it means nothing to us, but, for the players, I hope they get the respect they deserve because they've worked their backsides off for us this year. And if we mess up, we mess up. But it'll no be through lack of effort and commitment for the boys because the boys have been we've, we've overloaded them with information at times. We've flung so much at them, and they've took it on board and they've been they have they've been they've been sensational this year for us.
0: And Andy, I've got a question for you. I, I think uh, Ryan, being the player manager, is that not has that meant that you've had to sort of haul him off at times and just, you know, he's wanted to stay on and you, you've had to tell him to come off, he's not having a good game and all that kind of stuff? It must be, a, is it a difficult job when you're an assistant manager to a, play, <laughs> to a player manager? Um, no, really, because,
4: listen, when Ryan was younger, even now, he's, he's a very good football player. Um, but Ryan will tell you so, look, if Ryan wasn't, listen, he's, he's no 21 anymore, he's 36, 37, is that right? I, I think, think so. Uh, so he's not a young boy anywhere, so but he can still play and he's scored a lot of important goals for us this year. Um so in Ryan's listen, he's an experienced guy, he's played senior football, he's played at top level juniors, played top level amateur. Ryan knows he's and he's very honest with his cell. If Ryan can if he thinks he's not well or he's not fat enough or you'll be the first to say it. So it's not been hard to deal with Ryan at all, Ryan, Ryan knows the game, he knows his own body, he knows his own standards and he'll be honest, he'll just say, listen, it's not my day, or I'm not feeling it today, I'm not feeling today. I need to come off, I'm tight or whatever. And he'll take his cell off or he'll say to me, I need to come off at half time and that's how we work.
0: So. How, how have you found or how did you find you know number one you, you were taking on your first managerial job Ryan but combining the two you know littered with history of you know players becoming managers trying to keep playing and then saying perhaps it diluted both roles because i was trying to do both to the best of my abilities but i couldn't focus on on the one you know fully but have you have you found it quite a, a straightforward transition or have there been times when you've had to pull back to playing because it might affect your management
3: well initially i had no intention of playing this year so oh, right. I never done a pre-season. I never done any of that. I had no intention of playing at all because my my body was sore. I, I was I was sore. I was getting on a bit. I was struggling to get the weight off. The, then when I never done the pre-season. So when I initially went there, I was still a registered player with Cumnock. I was still a signed player for Cumnock, but I was managing Craig Mark. But we get a couple of injuries at the start of the season, so I had to. The club had to buy me. For come so that I could play <laughs> uh, so initially I didn't have any intention of playing and then I come on as I sub in at Girvan the first day uh, and scored we could beat 4-2 and then the second game I played on with Vicks I come on at half time for Andy to be fair that was the final nail in his coffin that night <laughs> uh, and, and then it just, kind of, it just kind of went on for there I was I'm scoring a couple of goals here and there, and but I'm not, I, I couldn't play 90 minutes, and if if I don't ever need to go on, I'll know, but there's times when maybe it's just, the game's maybe needing something different, and Andy, more than me, seems to think I've still got it, so he, <laughs> he, he tells me now and then, but I, you don't lose that buzzer playing, I don't think I'll ever lose that, cause, but being a manager, when, when you work on stuff, and, you get the three points, and it's as close to playing as you'll get. I think, uh, but no, it's in my head. At times, I still think I'm, I still think i 21, but no, I'm definitely not anymore. I'm definitely no. I take you
1: back just what you said there about having to buy you back. I take it at this point they come, we're not prepared to release you. They weren't prepared for you to 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 go down to Craig Mark
3: as manager. Tony McEnally's a manager at the time, and when I spoke to him about it. He was fine with it, he just, he just, I think it was a whole, I was going to Craig Martin, he maybe thought there was other options out there, but there wasn't, I was just desperate to get to any in, and so it's not but Craig Martin took a gamble on me as well, because they didn't know what I was going to be like, so, and I'll, I'll always be grateful for Craig Martin for giving me that opportunity, uh, because it was a gamble for them as much as, it, people might say it been a gamble for me, it was a gamble for Craig Martin as much as it was for me. So I think at the time, I, I, listen, it wasn't much. We didn't keep up coming that much, but either one they were willing to release me without a fee, so which is which is which is fair enough. It's fair enough.
0: Oh, uh, you mentioned that the, that the the two of you have been pals for a long time. Where, did, where does that go back to?
3: Because uh, back to the days, I used to roll standy To be fair, he was a fullback, and I used to. Uh, <laughs> for the first few while, he thought my name was Nike because that's all I seen was <laughs> the back of my boots, but. <laughs> uh, Talks no. he talk, don't he? Played <laughs> we against I, each other for a long time, and then he came to horrible amateurs when I was there, and it just kind of kicked on for there. Uh, we've been we've been close mates since, and you could always tell Andy's he's he's a deep as ocean. It's, he, he thinks so, every scenario. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. But I've, I've been so lucky that he decided to come in and and help me out because I don't know where we'd be without him, to be honest with
0: you. You having that,
4: Andy? You, listen, he's just been nice, and it's nice to hear. It's, it's nice to be appreciated, but he's not going to sell off credit. Together, I think we've done a great job. I really do. um long may continue. Honestly, I mean, we are winners at the end of the day. We want to win games of Hitler. We told the players when we went in at Craig Matt, listen, we are here to win, but a close second is you need to enjoy it. And I think that's why we've been so successful there so far this season, because... Every player seems to enjoy it. Even the boys that are on the plane every week, or they're on the bench, they're still saying, "Is listen, I'm desperate to stay next year." So we can't ask for any more. The boys have been great, and we can only we can only do a job, or as good a job as what players are always to do, and the players have been fantastic.
0: And you've
1: you've also just touched on it. You've had some good feedback. I take it, you know, a lot of managers that we've spoke to, you know, I include myself in that. You know, you speak to players, and they're still that little bit undecided. You know, we've only just went into the, 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 the Kaluke job a few weeks ago, so people are getting to know us as well. And obviously, players have still got a wee bit to go before next season. Have you found, that, you know, re-signing players not to be a problem
3: this year? Well, we've no... Sorry, Andy. We've go on, no, you going, go on, go on. We've actually... We've no spoke to anybody at to be honest with you, because I, I see it as a wee bit of a distraction. I'd rather just get We've we'll got three games left. Get get this. Hopefully, fingers crossed, get this promotion done and dusted away, way. And then it's it gives us a better bargaining chip when we go and talk to players. Especially the ones we like to keep. We've spoke to boys we want to keep now. A lot of them have agreed to stay. Uh, but to go and talk to other targets, it's hard when you can't tell them what division you're going to be in. So the, the, the quicker we can get that top four cemented, Players we're we'll trying to bring in, We can go say, right, listen, we're going to be in the championship or league one, whatever it's going to be called, and uh, we can take it for there. But right now, it's a lot of the players you speak to. It's like, oh, I like to play the highest division I can, and, you, and we can't tell them what division we're going to be in until we cement that place. So uh, for that point of view, I will hopefully in the next three weeks we'll know where we're going to be, and it'll let us know what kind of what kind of market we're going to be shopping.
0: What about this uh, this other Caddis? That you had playing for you earlier in the season there. Some some guy who played for Celtic was it? Some guy uh, it s- sounded like he got some potential.
3: Aye, he was he uh, was no bad in his day to be fair. Aye, but no, Paul came in and helped us out. When we were working on of, working on of wrestling for numbers a wee bit at that point, and he came in and helped us out. Uh, my youngest brother Dylan, he's now, He's played the last three or four games and goals for us. And my other brother Liam, he's come in and helped us out in the last two or three games as well. So. At one point there could have been a chance for The Foyers playing, mind you. I don't know if if I would have got involved, but eh uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it, that was a what a nuisance that was trying to get Paul involved wasn't it, and they were FIFA clean all this cleaning stuff and I was mental. But uh, no, I came
0: and and gave us a wee hand. To be fair to him, it's it sounded like I think your secretary, Dougie Boyle. Had some amount of stress trying to get through all that red tape. I mean, just just kind of yeah, expand on that a bit. Just kind of uh, elaborate a bit on what exactly happened.
3: Because Paul's last club was Swindon Town. Eh, they needed international clearance, which was mental. And then he was getting emails for you need to contact so and so for FIFA, and oh, it was it was it was ridiculous. And it, I thought it was massive. I try to get, but eh, <laughs> and then the, we, we managed to get over the line and don't get angry first game Paul played we could beat 7-3 for Bells Hill, so it was nearly his last, but, uh, <laughs> no, it, just the fact that Paul came in and I think in the change room the boys are, the level he's played at him and he spoke to them, they listened and he was, he's going to help us out training wise when he's up the road, he does a wee Easter camp and things like that and he comes in and he takes a couple of sessions for us when he's up the road because he's now and he's coaching at Fleetwood, so, I, he's played at a top level, so, me and Andy are young managers, and we're always learning. We're always learning. We're going to make, listen, we're going to make loads of mistakes. Hopefully, so far we've, we've not made too many. But we're going to, We're young managers. That's just natural. Uh, it's how we learn for them. And so far, uh, the only mistake Andy's made is try to put me in the pitch too often. But apart from that, I, we're they right. they Doing all
0: right. I mean, uh, the, the four of you then: uh, Dylan, Paul, uh, Liam, and yourself. Growing up then, presumably in your back garden, it was non-stop football, was it all the time? Were you boys always out there and?
3: Oh, it was it was it was constant. My mum couldn't buy any nice ornaments. Couldn't buy nothing. It was just it was just balls getting blittered about the house constantly. Uh, that's why I think Dylan's the youngest. He's the goalkeeper. I think he didn't have a choice. It was just you're the youngest. You getting the goals. <laughs> that was just how it went. But listen, uh, we were brought. I still stay in. I in the scheme. Come on, that the program. The scheme was, but we were brought up there. Uh, and it was all football was working out that was everything was a scheme you just uh, two jackets down and 500 guys a bought it. you wouldn't use now for Kirby never mind a game of football but that was just how it was and uh, I, I, I think now you don't see enough of that to be fair in the streets you don't see it now and that's why I think we're lacking in Scotland to be fair but that's another subject isn't it
0: we've uh, we've talked about how well you've been doing in the league uh, you also went and beat over Meadow, 3-2 down at their place in the West of Scotland Football League Cup for, uh, for both of you. I mean, I suppose that must have been a pretty... Well, would that be that would as, a, as, a, as an individual game? Would that be right up there as far as the season goes?
4: Uh, definitely, I think so. Don't ask who scored the winner, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, Definitely. You Listen, Irvine Medal, Premier League club, having to go to their place. Um, I think they were sitting about seventh or eighth at the time when we played them. So it was, it was a free hit, basically, the way we seen it. We, we Again, we, me and Ryan being young managers, we expected to win that game, but if we get beat four or five, nothing, nobody to say, said, oh, that's a shock. So it was a free hit, and the boys, again, that day were brilliant to a man. I think we were 2-1 didn't we mm.
2: and
4: then we turned it around, scored 2 in the second half to win 3-2 so I delighted really good game.
1: do you think Andy that's part of your success because you're two young managers you're going in there you've got all the confidence in the world but people maybe don't expect Craig Mark to be beating these teams do you think you're kind of flying under the radar a little bit uh,
4: possibly um, and I, I certainly think if you look at Craig as a club listen, Craig Mark's a small club but it's a great club the committee's brilliant but I would certainly say we're punching well above our weight right now Craig Mark in terms of where we are the size of the club but again we we played the Talbot in the Scottish and again me and Ryan were confident we thought the Talbot are the pinnacle of this this level of football I mean everybody looks up to the Talbot they all want to be the Talbot they all want to perform and win Scottish Cup after Scottish Cup, but again, me and Ryan being who we are, we told the players, listen, they do decide who our changing room expects us to win, but we expect to win here. And we gave Talbot, I would say, a, a very good game. They obviously ended up beating us 2 one but we gave a right good account of ourselves that day. So, again, we were delighted with that. We could, we, we're just looking for progression every week. If We keep progressing, and we've probably progressed a lot quicker than we thought we would, to be honest. Eh, uh, again,
3: cause of the players. Touching on what Andy said there, it's, the Talbot game for me was, again, that was a free hit for us. Like, nobody expected us to win that game. Nobody, I think if you'd picked up the paper and you'd seen Craig Martin, they like eight, nobody would have battered an eyelid. But I, I've, I've said to Andy, I thought, I, I felt that was a wee turning point for us. We kept telling the players, listen, we're a good side. Start believing it, start believing it. And I think after that day, the fact that we went and we, we run Talbot closer. We, we rode a luck at times, you've got to. Uh, and it finished 2-0. But I think that was when we went into the changing room. I think you seen it when Talbot scored, how, how big a relief it was for Tucker. And that. They, they knew they were in a game. Uh, and I think the players after that game thought, I know, maybe they're right. Maybe we're a, d- a decent side. And they started believing in it. And I think that's what, what kicked on. We went and a wee run and then we played... Irvine Meadow and I think the fact that we'd played Talbot before it and as Andy says the other the pinnacle of junior football eh, but we went to Meadow and there was, there was the players couldn't wait to go on the pitch that day they were, they were, they were literally not in the change room door to get out and desperate to get started and we went there and we won 3-2 and you, you don't score three goals away from home at Irvine Meadow in a cup game and it's a fluke Can <laughs> you've no stole it so yeah I thought to a man that day we were brilliant, we deserved it, and to be fair the, the winner was a the winner was a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Andy, you mentioned the committee there. I mean for, for listeners who don't realise, I know you said you play in Dalmellington in East Ayrshire, but the, the name of the club comes from the two villages, doesn't it? Uh, Craigmark and Burnton. And yeah. I think I mean, there's, there's a lot of history down at the club, isn't there? You know, my supposedly miners miners helped to build the park before they went uh, for a shift down the pits. Yeah. um I mean you talked about the committee I mean Deborah Conway's the president she prepares the pies and the above you know and I, th- I think her late husband David pretty much saved the club 10 years ago when it was yeah. when he was falling on hard times just give us a bit a bit more kind of detail perhaps about the backing you've received I know you're obviously the guys who are, are putting a team out on a Saturday and needing to get the results but in terms of the backing you've got and the support behind you you know what what has that been like since you've gone in can't
4: speak highly enough of it honestly like I say it's a small club with a small committee maybe seven or eight people but everything Ryan and myself asked for or uh, we've maybe suggested we might need next season they've, they've tried to give us everything they can honestly um, we've said to them next year listen, if, if it's a big if but if we get in that top four and we're in that division you're in against the likes of whoever comes down for the Premier League, and then you're in against likes of Shorts, Scott Cairn, St. Caddox, who are all right good teams and probably going to have a lot of money to spend. So we've said, listen, we're going to have to up our game next year. And To a man, they've tried everything they can. They're doing everything they can. And honestly, we can't, do, or can't speak highly enough of them. Dougie, Dougie um, even Kenny. Kenny's doing it at the park every day. He's like a full-time groundsman. Old Kenny. He does his strips. He cuts the grass. He lines the park. It's just—it's really—it's really nice to to be a part of. To be honest.
0: Have you, you found them helpful as well, Ryan? In terms of uh, just—you know—it's it's, it's a big thing, I guess, when you have to pick your first club to go into. You need to make sure the you know the, the support system's right. Uh, otherwise, you sometimes you only get the one chance, don't you? Well, when when I went in there as
3: a in loan. They were great they were great to me as a player at the time. Uh, but they were playing out of Cumnock Juniors at the time, because I think the pitch was getting was getting redone. Uh, but as Andy touched on, they've been and as I said earlier, it was a gamble for, for them taking me in and they've been absolutely brilliant, And as he says and we felt we spoke to Dougie, I speak to Dougie near enough every day. Uh, and I just kinda of said to him, Listen, we feel as if we're making strides on the pitch. we kind of be standing still off it? And to be fair, they know that they're trying everything they can for us, everything they can, and it's it's no situated in the best place. So we managed to get training in Kilmarnock, which helps us massively eh, for, for try to bring players in because if we will trying to get players down to Dumfries twice a week. It, it, it just wouldn't happen. Eh, so ah, there's there's things in place for next year that hopefully we can get done. Eh, but as a club and a is, is see because we're, we're winning games as well. The the, getting, the whole village is getting involved. So the whole the, the Talbot game was the weather was terrible and I think it was a whole COVID thing at the time. And they won it. We only allowed so many fans in. and five hundred. I think that if things go the way we can this year and we end up with that one massive game at home to go up for promotion and whatever, you'll end up with the full village because uh, they're buying into it. They really are, and it's. It's been it's been brilliant. It's, listen, it's it's what's it been seven, six, seven months? It's flowing. It's absolutely flowing. I'm sick listening to him, mind you, because I speak to him three times a day. But that's <laughs> what we say. It's it's because it's just we love it. We absolutely love it.
0: You mentioned uh, you mentioned Kenny does the strips uh, every week. Now we've started asking about the, the kit man. Normally, is the guy who perhaps is the unsung hero at the at a, at a club. Tell us a bit more about about Kenny. If Kenny is the you know Kenny's the kit man by the sounds, uh, t- tell us what what he does and what he, you know how he's helped you as well. Well, okay. Kenny,
3: he's from the village. He's from Do so So Zandy touched on he's Kenny goes to. We went a five week period for January when we played Talbot and we gave the pitch a doing because we just we felt as if we had a bit of momentum at that point. We didn't want games off. Kenny was was wanting his backside off to get the pitch playable and then we were giving it another doing and then he was getting it on and for us again and then. We and it did. It took its toll on it. And then they, put me. They get they got a grant or something for I think it was like five grand. So me and I do like brilliant. Here we go. Maybe get ourselves a strike and maybe get so. And they bought a tractor. It. So, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but But uh, no, the the Kenny's been Kenny's been different. I, I get down not don't melt now again. If I've got days off and he's always there, he, he's, he never go to the pitch and Kenny's no there. Uh, there's some day and. If the guy watches it for not Remember the other guy's name, it helps him. But the two of them are there constantly. Uh strips wise, Kenny does everything. Changing them again, Everyone's laid out for us. There's Aye, it's it's brilliant. It's really, really good. Can they ask more of Kenny to be fair?
0: And you've also talked about I mean you talked about your you and your three brothers, but your three-year-old son's became a bit of a star back in October, <laughs> didn't he, Riley? Uh, tell us, uh, tell us how he kind of. Uh, well, he, I think he became famous around the world, didn't
3: he? Ah, he's, he's some boy, ain't he? Uh, definitely.
0: He was agent now.
3: No, well, I'm not got a chance my wife. She's she's all over that. Uh, no, that was just one of the games where I was suspended again. Uh, so <laughs> I was in the stand-up at shots. No, nine, nine times out of ten. I'm at the side of the pitch, so I, when Riley comes and I'm that engrossed in the game that I don't really, I, need, I don't pay attention to him, I, I'm, that 90 minutes is, that's all that matters. But that day I was stood and I, I, didn't, I didn't have a clue he was, he was copying me, uh, I think I should carry the video in another couple of minutes, you might have heard some, some not so nice words getting shouted, but no, right, listen, Riley's three noon. He's he's my he's my he's my he's my world. He's brilliant and he's he loves coming to football. He's but he's definitely his mum's boy. He's nuts, nuts. But I know brilliant. He's he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And again, that's credit to Craig Mark because they made him feel very welcome. Uh, and I've got a stepson at 12. He's autistic, and the club have been absolutely superb. Anytime he's been doing as well. So his name's Dylan. So I know credit to Craig Mark for that as well.
0: Could, could could you quite believe how viral that, that video went there? I mean it was it was tens and I mean did it reach hundred thousand in the
3: end? Yeah. Over a hundred, I I I I mean Angela at the time we were watching I think it was that squid squid game or something. So I think we could beat four one for shots and I was scunnered usual, waste my weekend. She doesn't know what I don't speak to her, we come home Open a can of cider and go to my bed after watching Squid Game and I <laughs> I was just scunnered after getting beat so I woke up in the morning and I've lifted my phone and it was just message after message I couldn't believe it uh, the son had phoned me for a, I'm like, what? It's three years it's, uh, he's been on the planet he's made publicity to me and I've been trying to get that for years but uh, no it it, did, it went It went mental to be fair I couldn't believe it
0: And, and Andy you said earlier on about how you've had your time out from the game and uh, you've now found that you're obsessed by it T- tell us a bit more about that I mean are you uh, are you always thinking about the game about coaching about the next game the lineup, the tactics
4: Um, I mean, like I say I thought playing at 27 but when I played I was obsessed with it as well I mean we'd train on a Tuesday-Thursday but I would go and do my own thing on a Monday-Wednesday-Friday as well at the gym and like I say I'd, I'm one of these kind of people like Ryan says I mean I mean all or nothing so for maybe eight or nine years I just probably only Rangers I was the only team I watched really I Didn't even watch the English Premiership or the match of the day or nothing like that. and then all of a sudden he phoned me and he's like I do you like want to come into Craig Mark honestly and then uh, ever, for the last seven months I've just again just got the bug for it and just been obsessed with it and I said to Ryan at the start of the season you know we've played football for, since we were seven, eight year old playing football the way other people want to play football. Now we can teach your team and set your team up the way I would like to have played. And that's the way I wanted to. I always wanted to play football with the ball and the gun, pass, move, keep the ball. The certain managers just want to go for A to B as quick as possible? And that's that's fine. That's everybody's, in many ways to kind of cat, supposedly. But, so I just think there's no better feeling than a Saturday when you set a team up and they, they perform and they play the way you want to play, it and it gets the result. It's probably one of the best feelings in the world, personally, for me. don't know how Ryan feels, but that's the way I feel about it.
3: I know, I agree. It's, as I say, it's as close to playing as you'll get. I don't think you'll ever, get, you'll ever beat that buzz. Eh? When you train hard all week as a player, and you go on a pitch on a Saturday, and you win the game, and that feeling as a player, is, it's, it's hard to beat. But um, definitely, as he says, if you set up a team and you try something, it comes off something that you've worked on in the training pitch it's a uh, it's definitely a close second definitely a close second
0: agree with that paul
1: 100 just exactly what ryan says there especially if you, you maybe you, you've identified maybe you've had the luxury of maybe watching a team a week before but we, which we tend not to get in early. league and maybe you'll see a weakness and then you can work on that in the week and say right, i think we should play that way or play on him or show him the ball or whatever. And then that comes off on a Saturday and and it works then do you know it's that satisfaction that you know I've done my job that's that that's why that's why you're here touched on what Andy said as well at the very beginning Uh, when they were in there you know getting your identity how you want to play how you know (laughs) I'm a big believer sometimes managers try to have a system and they'll they'll get a player and they'll squeeze him in there say all right you go and play right back they i don't want that way i'd rather try and get a system where you've got players that are playing in the right position even if you've got to change the way you play a little bit so i I totally i totally agree with that and that the reason i touch on that is the satisfaction as well maybe you've changed something you've had to change something and it works so i know it's a great feeling Well, see what Paul's saying there obviously we started
4: the season we started three five two and we done well, didn't we? We did do well in pre-season. We won, I think, four out of five, maybe, and we drew one. But then we went into the league, and we lost first game of the season. we 2-0 we down, or 2-1 down at half-time, haven't I've fixed the second game, is that right, Ryan? Aye. And Aye. Ryan, Ryan straight away is like, listen, we need to go to 4-3-3. So within two games, we changed, because we realised, listen, that'll suit our system better. We've got the players to play, maybe. But you know yourself, you. Every player knows how to play 4 to back, in Scotland anyway. you're all brought, We're all brought up playing 4-2. Four, four, so it's very hard to switch to a 3 if you don't have two full backs or three centre-halves or whatever. So the players don't really know how to play that system. And Ryan identified that in the second game. He said, listen, we need to go 4-3. And ever since then, we've just took off. We've just realised that, listen, four three three is your system. We've we'll got the players to play it. And we've played it religi- relig- religiously for the last 20-odd games. And we've just took off and Ryan identified that, so that's, like Paul says, it's, it's finding a system that suits your players, that's what you need, there's no point in putting uh, square pegs in round holes, you need to find uh, a system that's going to suit uh, your yeah. team.
3: You yeah, can't be, you can't be too stubborn either, as in, like, we worked our full pre-season when about three-five-two, 5 2 and, it, it, we could have been stubborn and says, no, that's the system we are worked on, we're not changing blah, blah, blah but, we did notice that it, it wasn't going to work. We, and we did. We made the decision after a game and a half that, right, listen, we need to change this. And we did. And it worked. And it, listen, there's nothing to say we went 4-3, 4-3-3, and it, it would have worked. We just felt at the time, and the players we had available at the time, that that was the best system to go to. And it's worked. It's paid off so far. Uh, but, again... <laughs> It'll all be worth it if come the end of the season we're sitting in that top four. No, that's smart. that's the, the main target now. You talk
1: about that system as well. If you
3: if you push your full backs on, you're sitting midfield. The
1: drops back in. You're, you're back three anyway. Again, aren't so it's just you know ten yards there, ten yard you know ten yards anywhere. The part formation changes anyway, isn't it? It's, but it's good to come back to the, the touching on the point. You know, it's wee things like that. And when you see you know. Drilling into, drilling into teams you know I'm, I'm doing it now my two full backs are bombing on two of our midfielders have got to come back and, and how are we going to shape in the middle of the park and stuff like that it's just when that works you see it in a game you see boys are taking it on board you know yourself Ryan Andy that's satisfaction and you've done your job
4: My name's Jamie McKim
0: manager of Johnston Borough you're listening to Down the Divisions In Conference B, Lang Rangers had already been crowned champions before last week's round of fixtures, but a 4-0 win over Glasgow United last Saturday saw Thornywood United secure fourth spot and a guaranteed promotion into the second tier for next season. It's a remarkable achievement for the Wood, who had been in the junior league's fourth tier before the move to the west of Scotland leagues. Some say that should make... Jamie Nisbet, their boss manager of the year. Pleased to say Jamie joins us on the show now. Well, how did the weekend uh, feel, Jamie, after getting that win and securing the, the second promotion on the bounce or two promotions in one, if you like?
2: Ah, it was a, a a nice weekend. I think uh, the celebrations were a bit muted. Like I, I had the, the lump in the throat and the big Oscar speech ready and uh, the boys were just giving it a couple of high fives as if it was another three <laughs> points and then and that was that was that was job done, you know. So it was a bit a bit surreal. Obviously, absolutely delighted. But the boys are firmly focused on on trying to get as high up that that table as as they can. To be honest with you,
1: Nazi, congratulations eh, on the weekend. Superb. Definitely, probably one of the best teams we've come up against this year. Eh, but I went. You obviously got. You've done this before with Royal Albert. Obviously, now you're doing it. You've jumped up another two divisions. How does it compare to doing it with with Albert all those years ago, especially when Albert were probably historically always in the bottom two?
2: Aye, it was definitely, I think the Albert thing was a special achievement and there was loads of emotion attached to the Albert with me. you know, playing there and played the majority of my games in the juniors there. And, you know, family were always there the kids were born into that they still got royal albert strips like we played them one turned up with a strip up and one turned up with the royal albert strip on so that was a bit <laughs> unique but i think you know with regards to the, the achievement um you know getting thornywood and building that team we built that team to you know to be our own team it, it took us a bit of time but it, it, the whole goal for going there was to prove that that wasn't a one season wonder at royal albert even though we did you know, we left Royal Albert and they were in a good position in that Division 1, but it was to prove this is another stepping stone. We can prove that we're we good coaches and we can build football teams. Um, So it, it, it's up there, don't get me wrong, it's up there, but I don't think, you know, personally, there was a lot of emotion attached to Royal Albert at the time. And I think, you know, it's it's nearly equal, nearly equal, but not as emotional as as that, as that one.
1: I certainly don't want a poor rain in your parade because with the, the achievement you've done is absolutely superb but for the story, for the people listening, when you actually went into would it, it wasn't playing sailing and then it was, you know, a couple of tough results and I think COVID came into it, to it. And, and yeah. You, you were hampered a little bit. So just for our listeners, can you explain just a little bit about what you kind of inherited at with the, the culture that was there at the time to where you are now?
2: Aye. So when we went in, we went in uh, for, for Cotter's team. Which was a right, a good side. There was some really good players in there, some good experienced players at the time as well. Um, but we felt that we needed to try and bring it back to being a kind of Lanarkshire sort of side. We needed there was a lot of boys for Glasgow, there was a lot of travelling, and some of those boys, you know, they went on to play with West Calder and Cossayth and and others, Ashfield, others, There's boys that have went to you know clubs that you would say are, are bigger than Thornwood for that for that side. But we we knew we needed to try and bring it back to being a more local sort of environment, um, and we did that after the after the first, I think we did six games. I like think everybody's seen the infamous video of Dozey Leather on a ball against Lanark, and that killed my promotion hopes. You'll probably Leather me the more of right training for saying that, but um, <laughs> that kind of killed the, the promotion hopes losing that game. Um, but as I say, after that, that was us building our team, and during the COVID period, we had that squad, you know, we had Ali Small, we had Darren Bowie, we had Jake Morris, we had Stevie Seaton. We had all those those players there. And I think, if I think back, we beat Drumchapel and then the, the the season got shut down. We were sitting second in our conference at, at that point. So, you know, I knew we needed to keep those, you know, keep those boys together. And I think you remember rightly, Paul, there was a point where you had a off to pull out. I and I had to get a phone call at training saying, we're thinking about pulling out. And I had to come away from training and have a big discussion about... What happens if you pull out and the boys want to go and play football somewhere else? You'll lose lose that nucleus of squad that we worked hard to build, and you're actually taking away somebody's hobby for them. It might be something that they only do in this period, and we all had the grace to play football in a period when everybody else was sat in the house. So I had to speak them around and continue playing until then. The decision was made to just call you know call it a day. So I'm um, I'm really glad that the committee listened to me at that point because God knows where we would have been or what we would what we would have done at that point. Um, certainly, because we would definitely have lost players at that point. Players would have went, you know, elsewhere. So it was good to keep them together. And then that takes you obviously into this, this season, pre, you know, pre-season, and then and then into into the league run, I suppose.
0: What uh, what's happened to the youth play or the young players of today, Jamie? They're not celebrating. I thought normally the biggest problem was keeping <laughs> them out of the pubs after uh, after they'd got a good result or promotion or you know keeping them off the bevy. I don't I don't know
2: honestly I don't know. They're in the shower quicker in a away these days than than the uh, than the old days. Even my my wife was there on Saturday and she had the phone out for videos and stuff and she's like, I've not I've not got any videos. I've got a couple of photos of you and Dolce, but I've got I've got no <laughs> videos of celebrations or or anything for And I was like, well, well, we're no, you know, we're not finished. There's, <laughs> there's, three, there's three games to go, so it's no. And I think also we we were unsure we were unsure with the scenarios whether we're in Division One or we're no, it's, it's it doesn't feel clear to me, to be honest with you. Um, and I've stopped reading it because every time I read it, I just I just confuse myself.
1: <laughs> Sorry, was the results round about you that determined that you got the two promotions? Was there somebody that could beat? Or, again, for the listeners, just to what was the scenario there on Saturday?
2: I know, so that Shetleson season's finished, so th- th- there's no way they can catch us. Renfrew have played all their games. And we're a couple of points ahead of Renfrew now. And I think below Renfrew is Greenock. And I think Greenock lost it at Campus Lang at the weekend as well. So mathematically, we can't finish any less than fourth place. After what's what's gone and the game's gone by. Because Renfrew are finished, there's no more games for them to play. So, you know, we we can't be caught in fourth in fourth spot now.
0: But in theory but in theory Making third spot is in your own hands, and if results go your own go go your way, you could you could still sneak second if Gartcain. I think if Gartcain don't get a result this weekend, that opens the door.
2: Hey, I I've been told that. I've been told that mathematically we can be second. Um, whether or no we'll, we'll get that far, I don't see. I don't see Garp-Keyan losing, and we've got a massive hurdle against Camby Lang, who haven't lost the game for as long as I can remember. But to be fair, we're in good form. The last time we lost a league game was against St. Caddox in October 21 at St. Anthony's with a last-minute last goal. So we're in good form, we're in a good run, we'll get a good goal, but Cambus Lang handed us a you know, a, a defeat five going on ten the last time we played them. But we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go and play. It's a game of 11 v 11. And it, this fourth-place scenario will be two fourth best place Positions out of three, I, long, I, I just can't. I can't keep up with it. you know. I, I really can't the, the different scenarios. But you know, if, if we win three games, we will finish third in the league. And second and third is guaranteed first division football. So. Super.
0: In, in, your, in your heart of hearts, Jamie, d- did you did you believe genuinely that, that you know you'd be sitting here? We're recording the show tonight. Uh, it's Tuesday night, April of, April the uh, it was April the fifth that you'd be sitting here, April the fifth in the position you are now
2: if it was april the first i would say aye <laughs> <laughs> Nah, in all seriousness if, if you look at the squad that we've got right so the motivation for the squad that we've got is the majority of our players have been promoted at the first division and then no being taken into the championship with managers for whatever reason and i've said to them for the start of the season I believe that you can do something special, I believe you're a good group, I believe you're able to achieve something and I don't think, I was calling it the championship at the time, I don't think the championship was at your reach, but it's up to you, you need to compete, you need to sacrifice, you need to give things up, you need to be there, you need to do it. And then eh, in the first game of the season we are going to get beat after of our so uh, eh, that that didn't that didn't go down too well, but as I said, I believe that those boys, Those there's a lot of those boys Ross Gillen, the captain,'s been promoted at the first division, but didn't he play for a championship side. Darren Bowie's been promoted at the first division twice and didn't he play for a championship side. Ryan Sullivan's played in the Premier League. Um Jake Morris is the same, promoted at the championship. We got Cairn, but didn't he didn't he sign for them? He came end up coming to Thornwood. So right through right through the squad, there's been players. Alan even Alan Campbell was at Hall when they won the championship but didn't really get an opportunity. So there's players there that have been running about that. And I always believed I always believed that they could do it. They just needed to believe. They just needed to trust me that, that I was being truthful and that, and that they could actually do it. And to be fair in they have, nah, I've not done none. I was, in the sub, I was in the sub bench for the Scottish Cup. I've no, I'm not done anything. They've done everything in the league. So they take the credit for that.
0: Just, just last of all, I know we're talking about this season and the achievements of this season. You're already saying that these guys can play at a high level. You know, how how do you build on this now? You know, because uh, you, you don't want to stop here. You you, you want to keep on going, presumably, and go as high as you can next season and maintain it and and not come straight back down.
2: Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that would be the target. The target would be, you know, t- t- to to not get relegated out of that division. To go and comp- you know try and compete in it and stay in it. That would definitely be the be the target. And um, you know, I heard uh, Jamie's interview and he was talking about managers doing it the right way. You know. I've got chief scouts texting my players on Twitter, you know, saying I'm the chief scout at such and such. Do you want to, you know, come and speak to us? And, you know, it's been, it's been for me, that sort of, that's a good experience for me this year because I've not had that before. But, you know, I've always believed there's a right way to do it. And, you know, we, we'll try and hold on to as many as we can. But they boys have put performances in that, that means if somebody comes along and offers them, you know, double the money than what they are offering them, you know, as expenses or whatever, then we're going to find the difficulty to hold on to some of these boys. But then again, they're a great group. You know, they they, they all socialise together. You know, it might just be that they, they they enjoy their football, they enjoy how they train, how they're coached, the freedom they've got, the responsibility they've got, and they might just decide we'll stay here and we'll have a, we'll have a crack at it, which they duly deserve. You know, they truly deserve. And, and, you know, we'll see how that... I imagine over the next week or so, you know, we'll, we'll start... You know, having those sort of conversations, to see what you know what happens and, and where we go, and, and if we can add one or two bits of experience, that will help us at that level. Then we'll, we'll absolutely try. Our, we'll absolutely try our best to to do that. But um, you know, focusing on this year, it's been it's been unbelievable. It's, just, it's been an unbelievable run, and the boys deserve absolutely everything they get. And it's it's brilliant to see you know some happy faces in the Thornwood committee. Who they, I mean, they, at the start of the season, they said just get us one promotion. Get us one promotion, don't be in the bottom league, and, and let's see where, where we go for the outbuilds for there. So a bit of change of plan if if it is that that first division.
0: Superb. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Jamie. Uh, well done again on that brilliant achievement, and we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on you for next season. And well, we we'll will see if you might you might snatch second. yet. we'll keep an eye on the next uh, two or three weeks and see how that goes. But no, congratulations. Thanks for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully speak to you again uh, next season if not before.
2: No worries. Tremendous. Thanks for us, as always.
0: My name's Thomas Irvine, manager of Force Wanderers, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. And now it's time for Mark Mackay to tell us who was this week's Best of the West. Last week's Best of the
4: West... Saw Premier side rugbyman Glencairn go head to head with Conference A side Athlete at the Hamish B Allen Stadium in the Killipi Cup. It was a Callum Nolan strike that gave the Conference A-side A side a 1 0 half time lead, with both sides having some chances. Second half saw four more goals on the Conference A side Michael McNeil with two, Nad Zeb with one, and his first for the club under 20 player Aaron Healy also on the score sheet. Both teams now turned to league business. Overall, it was a great night for the conference A side athlete, who looked strong favourites, to go on and win the league, with Glenn still having a lot to do to remain a premiership side.
2: My name is James Orr, manager of Cumberland Cokes, and you're listening to Down the Divisions.
0: Craig Mark, Bentonian's boss Ryan Caddis and his co-boss Andy Beller on the show this week. Well, Ryan, starting with you, uh, folk might remember you at the likes of Air Stranra and Alloa, but I think it all started out for you in the juniors at was it Anbank? It
3: was, aye. Well, uh, to, to be honest with you, I, I started amateur. I went amateur when I was 15. I never played football until I was 12. Uh, i done Taekwondo and I, I don't know why because I, I I couldn't fight sleep to be honest with you uh, so i done taekwondo for I was about 5 till I was about 12 and then it got to a stage all my mates were playing football and I was uh, I was going to taekwondo and I'm thinking what am I doing so I went and played what were we play,
4: foot- you for?
3: aye I went and I went and played football uh, fair I was 12 and then I went to Fennec Amateurs when I was 15 and I was 15 year old, I looked about 12 and I was about 8 stone and and just got <laughs> blotered all about amateur pitches uh, and then I went to Craig Amateurs and the same thing happened, I just got kicked to other places but my dad was working with a company at the time, uh, Limburn and Jake Limburn was in at Bank Juniors and I am at played in a fives game with my dad and Jake Limburn was playing it, he was assistant manager at Bank at the time and they asked me if I'd go in and I went into Bank and it just kinda it kinda went through there. So did
0: you get did you get different belts in Taekwondo? Did,
3: did, mm-hmm. did,
0: uh, what, what 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 belt did you get to?
3: Oh I think I was just one off a black belt or something, but Yeah, uh, eh? uh, <laughs> I was Listen, I was I was uh I, I loved the Taekwondo and that but it was just at a time it was I was doing Taekwondo on a Saturday morning and going to the football train on a Saturday afternoon. At twelve year old I was sl- cramped up and so I had to pick one of them. I think my dad were working. I swayed towards the taekwondo because I was I was decent at it, uh, but I chose football because literally all my mates were there. Yeah, uh, and I, I tried to go back to taekwondo to be fair, and I, I pulled muscles that I didn't even know I had when I went back. Geez, oh, that was that was horrendous. But uh, I that was I started off for that instead of football.
0: You've not you've not uh, needed it in the uh, in the, in the dressing room.
3: No, as I say, I, I couldn't. I'm not a fighter <laughs> I've never been a fighter but uh, better not let the players hear that they'll trample the tapping me now if I go into uh, no listen I've, as you do Paul will probably tell you that you, you get frustrated at times you lose the plot at times and as young managers that's well me especially because I think I've done it a few times this year where I've maybe been over the top but I'm just so enthusiastic and keen and eager to win and, and uh, I think the players know that to be fair but no, there. I, I don't think I'll ever need it because I, I couldn't use it to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you had. I think you captained or and Winter Rovers to the to a title. you I think you've won every, pretty much every amateur trophy going at Hulford Thistle. You reached the Junior Cup final three semis at Urban Meadow and Hulford. Uh, I mean, there was the spells. You know, like I said at and Alloa. I mean, kind of, if, if I was to say to you, you know, where 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 do you kind of. Look back on your playing days and and your highlights and the, sort of the best memories. Where where would they have been?
3: I just I just loved playing. I, listen, and I've been lucky. The fact that I have won a few things here and there, but uh, there's there's far better players with like me that have won far better things. So to be honest with you, I just loved going out on a Saturday and playing football. Uh, obviously enjoyed my time at era uh, under Robert Connor. He I went in there as a 21 year old raw, didn't know the game, thought I knew everyone, but uh, Robert Connor developed my game uh, brilliantly. To be fair, he spent a lot of time on me. And then I went to Srinara, and never really worked at uh, the clubs. To be fair, uh, and I was going to chuck it. I was just going to, I was just going to chuck it after Sunara. I was kind of, at that point, I think I was 23, 24. And I just kind of fell out of love with it. I just thought I wanted to be a football player, and it hadn't happened. And uh, I ended up going to Cardiff amateurs for them. And enjoyed a wee bit of success there and kind of jumped about a couple of junior teams for there and listened to play Played under some good managers, and y- you tend to pick up stuff off managers, and especially the older you get, you don't realise as much when you're younger. It's more the older you get, you start picking up things, but the main thing is you try and be your own manager, uh, and that's what me and Andy are trying to do. But no, for my playing days, I enjoyed I enjoyed it at every club I was at. Uh, every club's different, so you pick up different experiences. and. Uh, hopefully, just listen. I never played a lot of games senior, but just that experience. That if there's anything I can pass on to the boys at our level that helps, then that's a bonus.
0: Did you do you think looking back now? I mean, you, obviously you see the level Paul played at. Do you look at do you look at your game? You know, did you reach your potential with the ability you had, or or particularly now you're a manager as well and you're looking at guys who maybe have got ability that they're maybe not. You know they're really not fulfilling their potential. Could you have gone? Could you have played higher? Do you think looking back?
3: So, so I have some butts I suppose in it. Uh, back then, probably attitude wasn't right. I didn't. I didn't have MD really telling me, no, you need to do this, you need to do that. And if, and if MD did, it was I knew better. So could I play the high level? I don't know. I don't know. Some people that there have seen me play will say, ah, I could have still. But up saying saying, he lucky to play at level he was at. So. Uh, no, I, what's for you or no goodbye, as I say. Uh, Paul played at level because Paul was an unbelievable professional. He was like a machine, so driven to. Be. Paul wanted to be a professional football player, and there was nothing on this planet going to stop him doing that. Uh, he's got the biggest heart I've ever seen. Paul got there through hard work, dedication. Obviously, he was a good football player, but he had everything that I never had. Uh, so ach, it, it was what it was.
0: What about you, Andy? I mean, you, you mentioned uh, earlier that you had time out of uh, out of the game. Tell us tell us about uh, about your playing days and and just why you ha- you know a bit more on why you had had that spell out of the game later later on in your career. Yeah,
4: and um, just played pro youth. Till I was 17 with Comanock, and then went still on Albion for uh, 18 months, I think it was there. Uh Basically, just played kind of under 19 reserves, handful of first team games, and then. My deal expired and I ended up dropping down and finding my level at junior. Uh, played between Buffs, Conafton, De Rye. I think I played about five years, six years at junior. And then I probably just fell out of love with it, like Ryan says as well. I, just, I was kind of, wasn't in a good job at the time. I was just kind of doing jobs that allowed me to play football and Seen all my pals who's starting to have good careers and nice houses and nice cars and all that, and I just thought, I'm in a job that I don't really enjoy, just so I can go and play football on a Saturday, which is junior football. So, no, I'm not going to get anywhere At this age, you know, I'm twenty six or twenty seven. I just thought, listen, my time's passed. Like Ryan says, you, you, you there comes a point you realise, listen, it's never going to happen for me. So ended up falling into a job that I'm in just now, and I was very fortunate to fall in that job. But then I just realised, listen. Football's got to give back seat here. And that's that's just what happened. At twenty seven I just gave up and uh concentrated in the new job and that was it.
0: It's something you don't hear very often, isn't it, Paul? Of, of like uh of, of guys just guys who I mean, Andy says himself he was conf- he was uh he was obsessed by it as a player and then just chucking it overnight almost.
1: I think it's one of those you probably find as a It's a career thing as well. I certainly know a lot of guys that maybe give it up at that age because they've they've chosen a career over over playing football. And it's something that I've always said as well to say to my own son. My own son's he's he's 15 years old, but I've always said to him as well, you know, you you get to a stage, son, where you need to pick what you want to do. And, you know, there's a lot to be said if you can go and get yourself a good job and play part-time football and and it makes your money up may maybe you're lucky enough that you can get paid for doing what you're doing and maybe pays for your car or it maybe pays for something, then then all the best. But you know, I, I know boys that kinda of play the top end of junior football, that maybe went to university and have now good careers and, and done exactly what Andy's done, you know, and had to stop playing football because they had to move away with their job or something like that.
0: But did you not miss it, Andy? Like I mean, just having it been such a big part of your life and then and then suddenly it's gone.
4: See what you're saying, it was it was literally overnight. Um I went to Glen Afton. Uh started really well at Glenarton and I kinda fell out the team with Hendo and I ended up getting sold to Ardrossan when John Garrick was there. Then John Garrick got the sack at the end of the season and went back to Glen Afton, and I went back to Glen Afton with him. And again it never really I d I don't really know what happened, but I just I just, I just wasn't fancied and I just it, it was literally just one day, I just thought, Do you know what? I've had enough of this. And I went into, I went into Hendo and I just said, Listen, Hendo, I'm done. And he's like, oh, don't be so don't be so rash. And I was like, No, seriously, I said it's no as if nothing personal, nothing against Andy. I just I just don't love it anymore. And like Ryan said, that's just my nature, it's either all or nothing. And I got to a point in my life I just thought, Do you know what, I, I, this just isn't for me anymore. And uh I don't miss the playing side it, to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, I started trying to play a game at the start of the season to help us out, because we were short in numbers, and after two games I said to Ryan, listen, like, my, my heart's just not in this playing side of this, it's just no for me to know, and he tried to talk me, with it, but it just it, my heart just wasn't in the playing side it. it, was more in the, the coaching and the management side of it, so.
0: Well, I mean, I was going to say to you, having come back into the game now, is there any part of you that regrets? Having that spell out of it and wishing you'd stayed in, but obviously not.
4: Nah, nah. like
0: Ryan says, we're flying over no goodbye. You now, just listen. I played junior
4: football. I was the. I was never going to make a living out the game. I was. I played it since I was seven year old, and I just thought, do you know what? I've played it long enough. Now I'm just. It's. I don't love it anymore. I don't love the playing anymore. I love the teaching now. Uh, I've always, like I said, I've always thought I could teach the game better. and I could play it because. Like I say, some some of the coaches I played under their style didn't really suit the way I wanted to play, but now I can teach or me and Ryan can teach your teams to play because me and Ryan honestly it's frightening how in sync we are. I don't think we've ever looked at something and thought, nah, that's the way we are and that's the way I want to do it, and that's the way it. it's always been the same. See, see at the side as well on a Saturday, we're always shouting the same things like straight away. It's like we're just singing after him, same hymn sheet, as they say.
0: A bit like, uh, a bit like Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riley,
3: Jesus. <laughs> see, just see, just touching on what Paul and Andy have spoke about there. A bit players coming out of the game, and I don't know about even at all. I don't think there's enough out there for players that are new. See, boys that maybe want to. Eight. You look at players now; they're getting taken of They're going to come to scan pictures soon, scouts to look at you. They're, they're taking boys in that young, and that early. And then, like, football must be the only career in the world that you can turn 30 and you're done. Uh, I know this is a different level, but I just think there should be someone out there to help players, ex-pros or whatever it may be at 30 that maybe haven't made the big, like maybe played full time most of their life, but no made that money that's going to when they retire. They've got enough to keep them going. They don't have a, they, they don't have a, uh, a trade. They don't have any like that, and they're just kind of on a scrap, Yeah. And I think that's what maybe now a lot of boys are that's maybe why they're they're no they're no making that jump because they're looking at it and going, Well I can play part time, I can get a good job and I can go to the money it's gonna be at the junior game now is, is in some teams is mental. So they can go and make just as much money playing part time and with a good job and Andy obviously went down the road of the career and it's worked out brilliant for Andy. I think Andy's got like Two million and six pounds in the bank, or something like he's <laughs> so he's uh he made the right choice to be fair. Yankee, just so I could go to Turkey and get that hair done, though, wouldn't you?
4: <laughs> Do you have got it me.
1: I was just going to come on, Andy. When you give it up, I mean, what did you do in the Saturday? Did you take the golf up or were you doing the, oh,
4: you I, the I, I did, aye. I, I do play a lot of golf, aye. Uh, not so much now this season, I've, I've uh, not played much this season, but uh, I did play a lot of golf, aye.
1: I, aye. I think you would need to do something with your time, Andy. You couldn't be doing the pub watching the schools come in every week. Honestly, honestly well, I, I didn't probably
4: didn't <laughs> didn't. I maybe missed the band in the changing room with the boys and that, but I just didn't I didn't miss football at all. Honestly, didn't miss it at all. I don't know don't know if I'm just strange or
3: that but that's just my nature like just my didn't miss it see I'm I'm the opposite I, I don't know what I would do without my my Saturday like when I first went into Craig Mark I, I was eight days a week I was literally I went I went and watched three amateur games in one night and then I'd go the following day and I'd go and watch a pre-season friendly somewhere it just it, it, it literally did it, it took over and it's I don't know how the guys at the top level must cope because it literally took over my and Andy's life and like some my missus, I've, I've not told her yet, I'll be going out the morning night to watch a game. So we train a Tuesday. like Last week, I went and watched a game on Monday. We train a Tuesday. I drove down to Girvan on Wednesday night to watch girvan muir training training a Thursday. Uh, I think, I uh, maybe I done somewhere on Friday. I think we got a Chinese or something on the Friday. Saturday, mm-hmm. we went to sit back again and then Sunday was all for him. So, that week, last week, was just taking over. Uh, and you did, Listen, it's hard because I think this is an important time as a young management team where you need to try and make a name for yourself. You need to try and... Your first job's your most important job. You need to, you need to do well in it if you want to go and step up. Uh, so, I'm, we're putting as much time into it as we possibly can. Andy's getting married soon. Uh, and I, I, listen, His time keeps horrendous. He'll be late for his end wedding, but...
1: <laughs> trying to
3: work, like, he's he's got a, a pre dinner thing coming up, and it's like he's wanting to come at the foot. boys he, and to be fair, Christine has missed. He's and Angela, my wife, they've been brilliant. To be fair, so far they've, they've been really understanding because they know they understand how much we're putting into. To be fair, they see they. Andy's the same as me. Angela sees Andy Bell coming up on my phone, and she goes, right, that's me. I've got half an hour and an hour to go and do something about the house now because that's Samuel will be away on the phone and. I think Christine's the same. They've been brilliant, to be fair. They've been really understandable.
1: I've got the opposite problem for Andy now. I've, I've, I've got this window now with the football season finishing at the end of it. I've got to get my golf season into a month. Cram it in, because then we'll be back at pre season. Just play my day. I'll need to.
3: I'm hopeless at golf. Hopeless.
0: <laughs> it's just. Just to finish off, I mean, we've talked about your playing, we've talked about your coaching, we've talked about what a great season you've had, and how enthusiastic and how driven and clearly how ambitious you both are to to be the best you can at at, at this uh, these roles. I mean, is this something now that you're you're pursuing? You want to go as as far as you can in this in in in, in the management game, if you like? Well, we've we'll both we've we'll both started at badges, uh, so. Listen.
3: We'll we'll go where we go. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. As we spoke about earlier, it was for you no know, goodbye. If we do well at Craigmark, Mark and we're no we're no daft, we want to go and manage it the best and highest level we possibly can. But at the same time, we've been doing it for six, seven months. So we need to we need we've got a lot of learning to do, we've got a lot of mistakes to make. Uh, and we're probably at the right club where we're allowed to do that. A lot of players, ex-players will get into big clubs. And don't maybe have that luxury they make mistakes and uh because some of these clubs now you're not know, you can't make mistakes some of these bigger clubs so uh no but we're we're, we're happy we're content we're we're enthusiastic we'll get everyone we've got to craig martin if that means we're at craig martin for next i don't know i said we could come to the end of the season we will lucky to hold we miss out in the top four we could lose our next three games and we're begging craig martin to keep us so we're not daft that way either eh uh, I we both want to manage it at the the highest level we possibly can, and I think me and Andy gear as a team, it's it's strong. To be fair, uh, I think Andy would agree. 100%.
4: Yeah. My name's John McHugh, the manager of Short Spawn Accord, and you're listening to Down the Division.
0: Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Divisions Decider. Right, give us those clues again, Paul.
1: Right, they were founded in 1873. Their nickname is the Tint Pale. They've won the Scottish Junior Cup on three occasions and they play in the East End of Glasgow. Is it the Vale of Clyde?
4: Andy. Can I think of Shettleston. East End of Glasgow.
0: Gareth. I'm going with uh, Ryan. Vale of Clyde. Yeah, How quiet that is. There you go. Shit, Austin. <laughs> Hopeless. God, is, he, oh. is, is he a better coach than he is a quiz, a quiz player, uh, Ryan? Aye, that, that's for sure. Aye. <laughs> tin pale. That's all. The, why would you know? Tin pale, pale, is it? It's got
3: to be. That's it. That?
1: Oh. Aye, sorry, no, you know, he's all right, though. He always good answer.
0: answers. <laughs> I know. I know because he's right there, George Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I need to that answer. <laughs> Ryan, Andy, uh, thanks for thanks for you both uh, giving up your time tonight and coming on. And uh, enjoyed the chat and uh, hearing about C- uh, Craig, Mark, and also uh, your backgrounds as well. So we we uh, yeah well, well done on a on a great season so far. Hope you keep it going and uh, all the best for the for the final few games. Thanks
3: Thank you very much. much. Appreciate it. Thank thanks.
0: You. Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com. If you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to. Or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show, our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Do leave a comment, which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions.